Hi, it's Jackie Lee from itsawamlife.com, and today we have another in our series of interviews for the Time to Shine series. Um, today I have Lisa Leak with me from 100daysofrealfood.com. Um, you guys probably already know that I'm a huge fan of real food and feeding our kids real food, so I am thrilled to death to be able to talk to her today, not only about her website and real food, but about how she's grown this site and has made it such an extreme success as it's been in such a short period of time. So welcome, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm excited. I only found your site recently, and I just I fell in love with it the first time I, I hit it, and I was really excited to be able to talk to you about it. Um, can you tell us a little bit, like, the history and how it started and how you decided to not only do your challenge but start your website? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it all started um, a little over a year ago. I saw um, Michael Pollan on Oprah, and they were talking about where your food comes from. And I, I thought, saw that too. <laughs> oh, did you? I thought, well, this is really interesting because I really don't know. I'm, I actually wasn't sure if I wanted to know. Uh, mm-hmm. you know sometimes ignorance is bliss. But I watched the show, and I was very intrigued and decided that I, I even wanted to learn more than what they talked about. So I went to our library and got the only book they had by Michael Pollan, which was In Defense of Food. And then my husband and I actually both read the book he's very much on board with all of this um and you know i was just compelled to make some immediate changes it's kind of like if someone's practically telling you you're feeding your kids poison you're going to like stop immediately you know Mm -hmm. so so i i was a little bit overwhelmed and actually lost a lot of sleep um the first few weeks because i didn't if i couldn't feed my kids like goldfish for a snack and fruit snacks for dessert or sucker if they're having a meltdown in the store, you know, I didn't know what I was going to give them. So I lost a lot of sleep over what we would eat and buy. And, you know, it was like learning to grocery shop all over again. Um, It's like starting from scratch. So it was very overwhelming at first. And I was um, started talking on just to my Facebook friends online about, you know, gosh, did you ever know what Jell-O's really made of? And, you know, like, uh, all these little facts and things I was learning. And so I ended up emailing with a lot of friends, you know, uh, individually about what we were doing different and um, what we were buying and what the good products were. And I thought, well, this is taking a lot of time to just email, <laughs> you know, people separately of the same thing. So actually um, I had I had considered the idea of starting a blog, but then I said, no, I am not a blogger. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then – a friend from high school on Facebook actually said, you should start a blog because I want to learn more about what, you know, what you're doing. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll take the plunge. I really, I'd never been a writer or um, I actually didn't do very well in English, to be honest, um, <laughs> in school. So it was really like taking a big plunge for me. But I guess when you're very passionate about something, strange things can happen. So I, um, I, I actually started in, um, it was like late March of last year, a blog called Food Illusion. And it was um, it was going pretty well. And it was just like general, you know, had like recipes and general information about um, making the switch to real food. But I felt like, I guess only about a month and a half or two months had gone by. And I felt like I really wanted to get it out there even more. And I felt like we needed to do something that was really um, really bold to to get everybody's attention. I, w- I wanted something that was like worthy of being a news story to to try to draw attention to this important topic. So we decided that um, 
we were going to take a pledge to go 100 solid days without a single ounce of anything processed or anything refined, meaning no um, white flour, no sugar, nothing out of a package with more than five ingredients. You know, we spent some time coming up with these rules that we were going to follow based on the works of Michael Pollan mm-hmm. and, um, and put it out there. And so I started like a new URL for 100 Days Real Food. That was May of last year. And, you know, sure enough, within just a few weeks, I already had interest from, like, the Charlotte Observer, our local newspaper. So it was like our plan was working. So, so how did, like, the Charlotte Observer, how did they find out about you? Well, when I, um, when I started the Food Illusion, um, I actually had a contact with that works at the Charlotte Observer who runs, like, I think most newspapers have, like, a mom's website. I don't know if you guys have one. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I'm writing that down. Yeah, you got to check that. I know, I know, like the Charlotte Observer is owned by McClatchy newspapers, and I think like almost all of their newspapers, like the Kansas City Star and maybe in Houston, they all seem to have like a mom's website that's similar that's um, supported by the newspaper. So anyway, I, I had this contact, and um, actually right out of the gate when I was doing Food Illusion, she invited me to be like a, a regular guest blogger on there. And I, I saw um, that some of the other guest bloggers were actually, like, their stories were, like, going, you know, in the actual paper in print. And I thought, well, I'm a little envious. Like, I want mine in print. So that was, again, my whole thing saying I need something that's more of a news story. So I was kind of already in touch with her about that, but nothing I had ever done before was, you know, good enough, I guess, to go in the actual paper. So, um I just get little goals in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I have to to get to, you know, to X, and then I work towards that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how that happened. Wow, that's an awesome tip. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically, you blogged for the newspaper's mom-type site, and at some point this challenge was big enough news that it went in the paper? Yes, and so that's kind of what put us on the map. They didn't mm. actually want to um, put us in the paper until we were halfway through, and I said to my husband, they don't know us. They think we're going to, like, give up or something. Yeah. So, so anyway, on uh, at about the halfway mark, um, they did actually really nice spread, a pretty, you know, good-sized spread of us in, in our local paper, and it was, like, July of last year. And then what happened was um, – I don't. I actually don't know how it happened, but Food Inc. has a blog uh, that they're part of called TakePart.com. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with the Food Inc. documentary or not. Yes, absolutely. But they somehow picked up the story and they decided to like share it with their you know hundred thousand fans on Facebook. And my it was all the same day that it came out in the Charlotte Observer. They shared the Charlotte Observer story, and my email just. I was actually up all night because it was like I couldn't sleep. I just, it was like digging every second with someone who found it, you know, through that source. It was actually kind of overwhelming, but it was, I was like, wow, this is like what I wanted. And now I, this is too much, you know? So, <laughs> so anyway, luckily, like it, things calmed down to some sense of normalcy, but I kind of think of that as like what put us on the map, you know? And if you look at like the traffic of my site, it's like kind of a flat line until that day. And then, you know, it's been really building pretty nicely ever since. So, wow. Yeah, it's a little bit easier when you're, when you're telling someone, like, oh, I have a blog, you know, about blah, blah, blah. But then you say, I have a blog that was in the, the newspaper last week. You know, you just get the attention a, a little bit. Easier. Right. 
So how did that translate? I see on your website that you've been on your, your local news channel twice at least. I mean, you've got two videos here. Yes, yes. And so the um, that's actually, that news channel is a partner with the Charlotte Observer. So uh. I, I asked, you know, our contact if she could, like, put me in touch with them. And so they did. And it, it was very nerve-wracking <laughs> being on live TV with my young children. <laughs> um, so I I actually, oh, like, man, I can't even imagine trying I, to do yeah, that. I, I kind of like print, like, a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I did that, and I was like, that was a really good experience, especially because um, then we have these great videos, you know, right. that didn't cost me any money that we can, people can kind of get to know us a little better. So, um, so yeah, it kind of led to that. But now my focus is more um, national coverage, and you know, we've had a few um, a few stints in the national media. Um, First of all, at the beginning of the year, Eating Well magazine did a tiny, tiny, tiny story about us. It was like two sentences, but it was there. So that was kind of the start. And, and how then, did that happen? Did you instigate that, or did they just pick it up like off the AP from, um, from the news story no, that was already done? No, I think, like, I'll go through phases. I don't do it that much, but, like, every now and then I'll sit down at night and I'll just, like, email a bunch of places, you know, like a bunch of magazines or talk shows and that sort of thing. And so they actually, like, got my email and responded. So I was really Can you tell me more about what you write in those emails? Well, I have, like, a little um, blurb. You know, it's more to me about just kind of getting it out there, not spending hours, you know, like crafting unique ones for each, you know, Mm -hmm. outlet that I'm emailing because it's just kind of like – you know, I'm so busy, it's better for me just to kind of, like, get it done. So I really have, like, maybe a couple different versions, and it's, like, summarizes everything that we've done Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and why we did it. And it's, you know, maybe, like, two short paragraphs. And I'll just sit down occasionally, not not often enough, and just, like, copy it and paste it and blast it out, um, you know, to a, a bunch of places. But anyway, they were actually one of the few that got my email and responded I couldn't believe it and then um and then earlier this year I actually had a like actually a whole page it was a little bit bigger in the um Scholastic Parent and Child magazine and that one happened because um I don't know if you've heard of Macaroni Kids they have like different moms across the country that kind of keep moms informed in their area about activities and things like that Anyway, I had worked with her here in Charlotte, and her friend happens to work at Scholastic Parent Child, and I didn't even know about it. She told her friend about us, and then they expressed interest in it. And it seems like whenever these things happen, you never know if you're actually, like, until it's in print, I don't even right. believe it, you know. So so that one ended up working out. And then our next biggest thing, um, which will actually be the biggest thing yet, is the um, September issue of Prevention Magazine that actually comes out August 1st. And I have no idea how I got in touch with them. I, I was actually contacted on Twitter by one of their writers. So I, I don't know what I did to put myself <laughs> in that position, but I'm glad it, it happened. So, Wow. I see Rachel Ray under your press links, too. Have you been featured yeah. with her? That, well, that was kind of funny. Um, that was one of her bloggers just out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know where she saw it. Um, she just, they have, uh, I don't know how many different bloggers, but kind of like how I blog regularly for the, the Charlotte Observer, mm-hmm. you know, mom's website, Rachel Ray has like guest blog. Well, I guess they're not really guests cause they're, they're there all the time, but, um, contributors. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better word. Contributors that, um, blog regularly for her. And just one of them happened to 
write about our story, and it's pretty cool. And I, t- I asked all my um, readers, I was like, please go like their article. Maybe, like, we'll get the boss's attention, you know. So, so anyway. Yeah, um, being on Rachel Ray would be awesome. I, I don't know. I think I'd be so nervous. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't take the kids for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, the idea of it is really nice. But actually doing it in, like, what everybody would wear and say, and it's very nerve-wracking, to be honest. So. <laughs> Wow, that's so exciting. Yes, I feel to like, go, you know, like just from in such a short period of time to go from an idea, something bold, definitely, and it just kind of blows up, and it's just huge. It's awesome. Yeah, well, and that, you know, that was the goal. And, I mean, the the whole reason behind all of it is because um, before I watched, you know, this show on Oprah and learned a little bit about where, where my food come from, I, comes from, I really had no idea. I had... I'm almost embarrassed to say I had never read the ingredient label. I, we don't have allergies or anything like that, so I'd never read, like, well, what is this made of? And it was really quite shocking to me, and I thought, well, I need to, like, you know, blow the whistle on this and, and tell everybody else, you know, what I just learned. So it was really just the passion behind, you know, wanting to, to do what was right and, um, you know, share it with others. So that, that was just the, the driving force behind the whole thing. I, I think that's a great point for any blog that if you're going to start something and you're going to be able to stick with it for long term, that you've got to have that emotion and that passion behind it because it's really – not everyone really blows up as big like in such a short period of time as you did, no, and that I, passion I, is what will keep you at it until that does happen. No, I agree. You have to be passionate about it, and um, you know, and what I'm doing it really is like a labor of love, and it's – I mean, I've never had writer's block. I always have, you know, and it's it's much nicer to be able to sit down and just, like, you know, let it all flow out of your brain and post it and, you know, and, and have it kind of take off like that. You feel like you're doing something right, you know, whereas yeah. if you're trying to really force it or you're not into it, I, I don't think you could be, you know, get it out there as easily. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. This is such a specific topic. I wonder how you keep coming up with ideas to blog about over the long term. I wonder, too. (laughs) It's weird because, I mean, like when I first started, I think I made a list like 50 topics or, um, yeah, I think it's probably around 50 topics. I I was like, okay, well, if I blog like twice a week, this will at least just like six months of material. You know, and that was like a little over a year ago. And then somehow it just – I really don't know. I never know what I'm going to do next. I I had no idea I was going to do 100 days of real food on a budget. I didn't know we were going to do the mini pledges. It just and that's actually what's kind of the fun part is I don't have to be on any kind of schedule. You know, I don't really have to post things on any certain day. It's just like when it comes to me and I don't know food is everywhere and mm-hmm. you know whether I'm faced with like trying like recently I did a post on, you know, like a cookout, you know, and then like party favors that weren't full of junk food and you know it just seems like these things come up all the time so it unfortunately that hasn't happened yet but hey it could happen I could run out of stuff I don't know (laughs) I loved your Easter post because we did something not like that but I was really against all the sugary candy and stuff for Easter and I made or the Easter bunny made my kiddo a basket that had um, fruits or vegetable plants in it and like gardening tools so and it was in like a big plastic tub so we actually and I gave her dirt and so we actually planted all of her plants in the bucket and now we're still taking care of them and we used one of them was a basil plant I made it so it was like you can make spaghetti with it 
So okay. she had a tomato, a pepper, a basil, and some onions. And we use her basil all the time when we're cooking now. It's so fun to go to tell her to just go out and get me some basil. That she grew herself. and I bet, Exactly, yeah. I bet she loved it. That's what kills me about all of this is the kids, they don't need the junk food. They, Especially when they're young, like my girls are now four and six, there are so many more things that make them happy and get mm-hmm. them excited. You know, um, just yesterday I took them roller skating with a friend, and um, their friend was getting like, a bright blue slushy and blue cotton candy and all this and I was like oh my gosh I, I don't need, I didn't even know what to do because I you know I don't want my girls to be left out but that was like that was really bad junk you know yeah absolutely then so, come to find out we discovered one of those little machines that you put the quarter in you know and it was like giving them little tiny um plastic holders that had jewelry in it and they just thought that was the greatest thing ever and made <laughs> they forgot all about the blue slushy you know right. so it's like I don't they don't need that kind of stuff at all to yeah. you know to have fun. So um, I think that's great that you already did that um, with Easter because it's the junk food is not necessary and it's not good. So yeah, yeah, and the the uh, the party favors one we did we did non food party favors too. So and especially when kids get into school and you know their birthday parties come up at oh. school. Mine was in preschool last year. She's five. She's going into kindergarten this year. And last year they had 18 kids in their class, and I swear there was at least one birthday party every single week, which meant cupcakes and ice cream. Well, I think that's the problem is it's no longer truly a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Somehow something special, you know, whether it's Valentine's Day or, you know, St. Patrick's Day or birthday or the 100th day day of school. Like it's no longer really truly special or really a treat because it happens all the time. Exactly. Unfortunately, when um, this is our first year this past year, my daughter being in – kindergarten you know in a public elementary school I didn't really ever have to give her any treats ever outside of school because she got like plenty of it at school and I kind of like to you know we like to do our once a week fun little treat together and I never really got to do it because she got it I felt the same way (laughs) exactly they get so much treats at school that it takes away from the treats we get to do at home absolutely I know I know exactly I agree (laughs) it's a rough thing to balance do you you send your kids to school with their lunch or do you let them buy lunch at school well I let um well at the beginning of last year it was actually kind of funny um my daughter i sent her like one day with um like homemade you know whole wheat noodles or something like that you know some kind of lunch that she accidentally dropped at the you know at the beginning of the lunch half hour that they have Mm -hmm. and so she the teacher said you know you can buy a lunch you know she didn't want her to starve and my daughter was like too freaked out to buy lunch I didn't know if it's just because she was a new kindergartner or because I'm always like it's so bad you know (laughs) scared her out of like eating anything unless I provided her so I was a little that concerned me a little bit Mm -hmm. so um like the following week I had her buy her lunch because I wanted her just to like practice and be comfortable with the process you know in case something like that ever happened again and you know I I do believe anything in moderation is okay and then she did ask for it again so I was like well on your birthday in January you can and then like when it came around her birthday she said she didn't even want that anymore she I made her like pancakes that I brought to lunch so I pretty much packed her lunch I think every day except for that one time but she did asked for it a couple times and my thought is like if they're really persistent about it you know it's not a big deal I don't want to I don't want it to be be a big issue Mm -hmm. you know but if she asks me and then forgets 
you know, then I don't bring it up. So. Exactly. That's kind of what we did. On your latest post, you introduced uh, your new sponsor, the Fresh 20, which I think is a fantastic program. I want to talk about how you're finding sponsors for your blog. Well, uh, to be honest, I just kind of put it out there and um, and just announced it to you know my current audience. And um, I I probably should be doing more than that <laughs> to find sponsors, but. Um, the Fresh 20 actually approached me, and I was really excited to learn about what she's doing because I think it's such a great concept. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it really, really this is. This the first so, I'd heard of them, and I clicked right over, and I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, I think it's so great, and I'm only going to have sponsors, you know, that I believe in. And I Absolutely. did have, an, like, another, like, supplement-type um, company contact me, and, you know, we don't really – believe in you know getting all your fruits and vegetables in a pill or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is we think you know we we think we can do that just by through food so mm-hmm. you know I'm really only want to um, support companies through sponsorship that that we agree with so so anyway you know there is um, of course the time it takes to blog and the expense the monthly hosting and we send out um, free 10 days of real food wristbands to those that take the 10-day pledge which is basically just following our same real food rules for a short amount of time and there's expenses involved in all of those things so I was just like you know I've had so much fun doing this for a year but it'd be nice to like at least cover expenses which is kind of where the sponsor thing Mm -hmm. started from but you know I'm not like you know I guess promoting it as much as I could be but I just it just started so absolutely Uh, no I think it's it's a good thing I mean if your time is worth money. That's, yeah, that's how no, I, feel I about agree. It. I agree. I don't, I mean, I don't think there's the, any reason to do such a service that you're doing on your blog and, and not get paid for it. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't the initial, you know, it's been, again, over a year now. That wasn't, like, the initial right. reason behind it at all. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe this could be turned into, you know, at least cover costs to start and then maybe mm-hmm. eventually more of a business. So I'm just kind of open to ideas. Right on. The uh, the real food consultation did you did you do that like was that a local thing or how'd that work Yeah that that was actually a giveaway um, basically Earth Fair you know gave me fifty dollars to give away and I thought it'd be just kind of interesting to see how it would work out if I um, combine that with you know a consultation so that was only open to those like within a, I can't remember what I said, like a 10 or 15 mile radius of Earth Fair. So it's like a really specific mm-hmm. area that was, con, you know, convenient to me as well. And so that was kind of fun. I always love talking about food. So I was there <laughs> for a couple hours. I could have been there all day talking. I hear you. So how did you so get much. Earth Fair to give you a gift certificate to get a, to give away? Well, I guess they um, early on kind of figured out that I talked about them a lot. So, <laughs> so, um, so they're, they have um, – somebody who's really their whole job is you know just PR and promoting the store and then she reached out a while back um, I'm trying to remember what her initial request was oh she asked if I would do um, like a presentation at their store because they know I mean if I bring people in there and I'm you know sharing our story what are Mm -hmm. they going to do when I'm done talking they're going to buy stuff you know Mm -hmm. so I don't you know obviously have work for Earth Fair have any kind of um you know, they don't pay me or anything like that. I just do really like what they offer. So I think that's kind of how my relationship with them started. And I did do a few presentations at the store. And it was really 
good practice for me as far as like public speaking goes, and um, I think it went over well. And so then she, all you know, through all that, offered up for me to do a giveaway. So it was all kind of experimental. Awesome. My goodness, you just sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Loud dog. <clears throat> Did you have any of this kind of experience, like PR background, or no. before you started this project? Or no, I was an event, a corporate event planner. That was probably what I would say I spent the most uh, of my working years doing. And I actually worked up until 2009 for um, Bank of America, mm-hmm. planning events. And then the last, um, gosh, year or two after I had my second baby, when I came back from maternity leave, they'd actually made a lot of changes and moved me into like a a communications type role so I guess that would be you know I was just like um, promoting different programs for associates and and things like that Um, so I guess that would be the only thing closely related but yeah this is all kind of new to me and you know it's it's fun to to do something different yeah I mean you just jumped in and said forget the learning curve we're just gonna do it (laughs) I know well I still have my husband proofread every single post I write because I'm still don't feel like a writer you know Uh (laughs) so anyway sometimes he he makes a lot of changes and sometimes he doesn't make any so I'm like you know I'll think I'm getting better and then he'll you know mark it all up so (laughs) good thing he's so supportive that is very lucky because not everyone gets that, so that's fantastic. My goodness, I could probably talk to you all day because I'm the same way about food, <laughs> talking yeah, about food. I know. So, I feel the same. Yes, but we are, are running out of time here, and I want to let you go. I do so appreciate you stopping by and talking to me today. And, again, your website is 100, and that's the, the numbers, 100daysofrealfood.com. Seriously, everyone should go check it out. It is fantastic. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you helping me spread the word. Absolutely, absolutely. Have a <laughs> All good right, afternoon. thank you very much. Okay.